Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Right now, we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball. We'll do it with our guy, Cody Decker, Odyssey MLB Insider. You can catch him on the Bet MGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with myself. Mondays and Thursdays usually will be recorded on Friday this week. And you could also find him on the Big Time Baseball podcast as well. Cody, what's going on, man? First things first, um, you were in Las Vegas recently. Tell me a little bit about that trip. And uh, did you place any wagers, any future wagers, or did you just hold off? Yeah, held off on the future wagers. Okay. By the way, Vegas was Vegas was awesome. Hitting up every sports book, just checking out what everybody has to offer. And the excitement over there is just through the roof, man. Really killer. Got to do some stuff with uh, MLB Network and you know, talk about all the lines. It's been killer. Um, that being said, no, no futures bets. I did lay down a couple of bets. I really liked, um, I really liked the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays the other night, especially at one point of the game during in-game betting, you know, the, the Rays were down by one, three to two. And all of a sudden their odds on the money line shot to plus plus one eighty, And I thought that was definitely worth a flyer. And if it weren't for that freak play in right field, it would have absolutely paid out. So it's just, it's amazing how, how the lines are constantly changing in-game. And, you know, you get to see them on the apps, but being in Vegas and in the sportsbook as they're happening live is just a different experience. No, I completely agree with you. And obviously a disappointing end again for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. We talked about that a little bit on the podcast. We'll talk about that more coming up on Friday. Let's focus on uh, tomorrow night's game. First things first, your thoughts on what you saw last night from the Dodgers. And uh, then we'll dive into what we're going to see tomorrow night at 9.07. Very much what I expected. I expected the Dodgers to come out swinging. I thought Walker Buehler was going to throw well, possibly get pulled in the fourth inning. And, you know, pleasant surprise, absolutely dominated. That was the Cy Young caliber Walker Buehler we saw for most of the season that disappeared in September. Glad to see him kind of get back to form. I hope that really starts the ball rolling with him going forward, provided the Dodgers advance. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow night. What the Dodgers looked like yesterday were phenomenal. Swung the bats great, and honestly – this series should really already be over, but if it weren't for Brandon Crawford's web gems on Game 3, not to mention <laughs> the wind was absurd in L.A., knocking down everything. That ball that was hit by Gavin Lux at the end of the game should have tied up the ball game. Uh, it, the Dodgers should have already moved on, and I am kind of fading the Giants for tomorrow night, but i got to say, the odds are looking very interesting. Both teams right now in the Bet MGM app, minus 110. I think it's pretty evenly matched. you got Logan Webb and Urias. We know what Urias can do in October, so this is going to be a hell of a ball game. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. We knew Scherzer was getting moved. Well, we didn't know Scherzer was getting moved all season long, but we kind of had an idea. We thought he might be a Padre. How the hell did the Dodgers acquire Trey Turner, man? Because, I mean, here's a dude where if they don't acquire him, the Giants may have already wrapped up this series. He's been so big. He's one of the better players in all of baseball. How did they, how did they pull this off? I, I keep asking myself the same question every time I watch them. I will say I did hear a rumor, and it's all speculatory, that the first time that he was even mentioned in a trade was with the Padres, yeah. with both Scherzer and Turner. And based on how things shook out, the offer was then made to L.A. And L.A. stood And the reason why, I really think, is because A.J. Preller traded Trey Turner within weeks of him becoming the GM of the San Diego Padres, and it is a move that has haunted him almost every day since. So I think he really wanted to get his hands back on Trey Turner. But once that he suggested Scherzer and Turner, I think the Nats' ears just completely perked up. And once the Dodgers said Josiah Gray, it was over. 
Let me ask you this. All right, so we talked about it. It's a pick em tomorrow night. The Dodgers minus 110, Giants minus 110. The total in the game is seven. It's minus 120 to the under. Uh, do you like the way that both teams stacked up their pitching? Like, you like this matchup. Obviously, you got Logan Webb going for the Giants. You got Urias going for the Dodgers. He was a 20-game winner this season. Who do you give the advantage to? And uh, what are your thoughts on how both teams use their pitching so far? I got to say, I'm giving the advantage over to Los Angeles. Their bullpen is a little better rested than San Francisco's as we speak. Not to mention, hey, Logan Webb's going to go fairly deep into the game unless the Dodgers can get to him early. But he ha- they haven't gotten to him really at all this year. It's like one of the, the main pitchers that's really kind of had the Dodgers' number. But he's also had everybody's number. But Urias, man, 20 games. You mentioned it. Not yeah. to mention what he did in October last year and what he did in his first outing this, uh, this October Man, that guy is quite good, and it doesn't matter if he's on the home, at home or on the road. I'm actually going to fade the Giants, but on the money line, this is going to be a low-scoring game, and I definitely think the under is a big possibility. I'm with you. I'm pointing it right now at 7, man. I was hoping to get a 7.5, but I don't think we're getting that, and it's already juiced minus 120. Uh, so let me ask you this, because I did play in uh, the spring. I did play the Dodgers to win the World Series, which I know is very boring, but it was plus 325. Do you think if I have that ticket that I should just hedge and take a shot with the Giants? Because I have this weird feeling, man. Like last night I was all over the Dodgers, uncomfortable amount of money on the Dodgers. I have this weird feeling, the and I know I want to take the Dodgers with you. I hate betting against them. I have this weird feeling that if anybody's knocking them off, it's going to be San Francisco tomorrow night. I feel like this is a team of destiny or something. Listen, I totally get what you're saying. I think if there's any team that's going to knock the Los Angeles Dodgers out, it is tomorrow by the Giants but I am leaning towards the Dodgers. They are a better team at the end of the day, but in October, it doesn't matter who's the better team. It's who's hot. And unfortunately, both of these teams are hot. Dude, the lines going out for the rest of October up until the World Series are going to be wild because they're really evenly matched up. I completely agree, man. Uh, Let me get your uh, thoughts on these really quick because the player props have already been released. What do you think? Which one, if you have to pick, or would you even play either of these? You got Logan Webb, strikeouts, over or under five and a half. It's actually plus 115 to the over, minus 155 to the under. And uh, Urias is uh, four and a half, minus 125 to the over. So who would you play or would you just stay away from both of those? Webb, five and a half. Normally, if this was in season, I would take the over on probably Webb. But I got to say, it's October. And based on how everybody's been using their bullpens and the short hooks coming out from players, listen, I'm not expecting either of these guys to go deep enough to get to those strikeouts. If you're going to pick one, I'm leaning towards the under, but I honestly think it's a dangerous bet. Uh, What about a little early preview of the Boston Red Sox taking on the Houston Astros in the ALCS? The lines have been released, which is pretty cool. So when we do our podcast, we'll actually have uh, some betting lines to look at. We got the Red Sox are plus 125, the Astros minus 150. Dude, I really do not want to bet it. I I think the Astros are winning it. If anybody in the ALs, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard team to bet against right now. Minus 150, though, what do you do in game one? You say that right now, but the Boston Red Sox are also a very hard team to bet against right now. They already knocked out the very best team in the American League. And listen, both of these teams right now are swinging it. What's more important, both of them are pitching well, and that's, that was going to be the Red Sox Achilles heel. Can they keep riding this hot hand? I think I want to see the Red Sox win, which is making me want to lean their way. But like you said, the Astros, man, they are just good they don't stop they're unrelenting i truly thought that the white Sox were going to beat them and i think they exposed some holes i think they may expose some holes the holes that are in boston that we already know are there 
I think you're right. I'm going to fade Boston this next series. But it's not because I don't want Boston to win. I do want Boston to win. I just don't think they will. I know. So I'm looking at it right now. The Astros plus 200. Dodgers plus 350. So pretty much the same price that I got in the spring. Boston 4-1. to one, Giants 450. And then the Braves 5-1. to one. Is it worth it to take a flyer with the Braves, man? 5-1. to one. They're the hottest team in baseball right now. They just got done knocking out the Brewers. I do think it's worth at least a flyer, mainly because if they go and face the San Francisco Giants, I think the Braves are going to the World Series. If they face the Dodgers, I think the Braves might get swept. <laughs> yeah, man. Five to one, though. I really like that price. Uh, really quick before we let you go, Cody, what were your thoughts on Craig Council's uh, manager decisions, managerial, managerial decisions, I guess you could say, in that series? Because, dude, they lose Devin Williams, right, with that broken hand. So they had to go to Hater early. But he was getting absolutely crushed. I was listening to some Milwaukee radio. He was getting crushed for the way that he used his pitching staff again. Dude, they couldn't get any offense, though. What did you want him to do? They did what they had to do with Hayter, and that was something I said going into the series. I'm really scared about how they're going to use Hayter because he's not used to going more than one inning. And he's actually vocally said he doesn't like going more than one inning. The numbers are there to back it up. The only thing I could really say that I think he truly made a mistake on, and you and I actually discussed this on BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Yes, it's a mouthful, but we got it done. I will tell you, man, I said to you the other day, listen, taking out Peralta, plain and simple, was a mistake. I understand they felt they needed that run, but when you got a guy who's elite on the mound and absolutely carving, you do not pull him. Just for example, just look at the San Francisco Giants in 2014. Yeah, they run Bumgarner into the ground, but they got a ring. Oh, and then we got to talk about our White Sox also, man. Our White Sox, they really let me down. That was a disappointing end of the season. Uh, again, although last year you could say, so I've, I've had this conversation with a couple different people and people are like, well, that team's just two or three years away. I don't know. I felt like the White Sox now, again, they have a bunch of young pieces, but I feel like they kind of went all in for this season. What do you think they do next year to improve? And do they bring Tony La Russa back? I know he has to have his like end of the season interviews with everybody. And he says, as long as the team wants him back, he's back. I don't know. It didn't, he didn't sound so conv- like so convinced about that though. I was more concerned with his, you know, after the game talking about, you know, Abreu getting hit. Listen, you guys just got boat raced 10 to 1. Abreu getting hit is not the number one priority at the moment. However, yeah, I think he's coming back next year. I think I mentioned to you the other day, I think they're planning on grooming somebody that's already on that staff to become the next big league manager there, and it's going to be probably another year or two down the line. Yeah. I, and, and, I, and I listen, a lot of the players didn't. I, I, he got a lot of crap all season long, and some of it was definitely deserved, but the players made it abundantly clear. They enjoy playing for him. They, think, they, do think, they do recognize what he brings to the table. He is a legendary figure in this game. And the White Sox, listen, I don't think they're two to three years away. I think they're ready right now. Yeah. I think they could have easily gone and won the World Series, and I think everyone just has a bad taste in their mouth because they lost 10-1 to 1 in the final game. Yeah, that hurts. That leaves a terrible taste in everybody's mouth, but this team is perfectly fine the way it is. Can they go out and get a piece? Of course they can. They don't necessarily need it. This team can win now. Yeah. October's about who's hot, not about who's best. Yeah, man, like with the Keuchel experiment, I mean, I know he was a disaster the second half of the season, but I want to see what they do with Kopech. Like, I don't know that Kopech's a reliever. I think you could throw him in the rotation, and so I don't know how much money they're going to spend in free agency, but I don't know. I think that they're built to win next year. Uh, lastly, I'm going to have to do this with every guest. I know you've kind of said that if you if the Braves match up with the Giants, you like the Braves, but if you had to make a best value bet today on the World Series, Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox, Giants, or Braves, where would you go? Just picking one. Would it still be the Dodgers for you, or would it be uh, you know maybe a team still like the, be the Giants? Dodgers. Okay. Still going to be the Dodgers. I just, I, I'm sorry. that they. 
I normally say not who's hottest is the team that wins, but the Dodgers are still hot. It's just, are they going to run into a wall tomorrow night? That's what it's all going to come down to. They win tomorrow night. In my eyes, there is no one that can beat them. Because for whatever reason, the San Francisco Giants have that secret sauce. That means they can just maybe outlast the Los Angeles Dodgers. What's up? What's your schedule look like this week, man? Where can people find you? You got anything going on? Uh, for the rest of the week, of course, we got BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL and, you know, a couple other appearances here and there. Follow me on Twitter to make sure, at Decker6 and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. You can find out everything that's going on with me and hopefully got a couple of cool things coming up. Thanks, man. Talk with you again on Friday. Enjoy the night. You're the man. Take care, brother. That's our guy right there, Cody Decker, Odyssey MLB Insider. You can find him with myself, BetMGM MLB Podcast, which is powered by BetQL. And we will have another edition coming up on Friday, which is cool because we'll have game one of the ALCS to preview. And, uh, man, that's a tough series to preview right now because Boston's hot. I'm not betting against the Astros, though. One through nine in that lineup, everybody is just ridiculous. I mean, that's a tough out, one through nine in that lineup. Um, And uh, you can also find him on the Big Time Baseball podcast as well. So he's with me, and uh, it's a little early preview of what we're going to be playing tomorrow night. I was thinking... I'm on the Dodgers already, plus 325 to win the World Series from the spring. Should I hedge and just take the Giants tomorrow night? I have a bad feeling that the Giants might win this game with Webb on the mound tomorrow night. Minus 110 both ways, it's a pick but it's really hard to bet against the Dodgers, so I think I'm just going to stay away from the side. I do love the total in that game. You know, winner take all, heads to the NLCS, good pitching matchup, if need be and you got to go to the bullpen, you're going to see some starters obviously come out in relief, like you saw the other night with Boston when Chris Sale was warming up. Uh, The total is sitting there at 7. It's minus 120 to the under. I'd play it right now. Minus 120, I like that a lot. Uh, As far as the strikeout props, I am uh, talking myself into Logan Webb right now plus money. Five and a half, the concerning thing in the postseason, you haven't seen a whole lot of strikeout props cash uh, in the postseason. Obviously, pitchers are on a shorter leash. You see a walk, you see two walks, manager's going to make the call to the bullpen. We see guys getting pulled, in my opinion, way too early in some of these series. Uh, look at the Milwaukee Brewers, like we just got talk, got done talking about with Craig Council. He doesn't pr- uh, pull Freddie Peralta out of that game a couple days back, and uh, maybe they're still playing right now. Maybe they head to the NLCS. But Logan Webb, five and a half strikeouts is plus money, plus 115. Urias, four and a half, minus 125 to the over. I might play both overs, but I'm definitely playing the under in the game. Under seven, minus 120.